But if you come by, I won't call you. Okay? Don't ever, 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 ever come by here. Okay? Welcome to the Black Irish Podcast. episode of the black irish podcast with myself brendan mccorkle and mike the man crawford what's up mike what up though hey. up, how's it going how sir i'm good man how are you i'm good uh do you ever look at the ever watch the local news or read local news it's bananas i try not to because of where i locally live but yeah i see the local news dude there's a so there's a baby that was born uh, near us that it came out in the news that it was born with no eyelids. So this little boy was born with no eyelids. So they used the skin from the circumcision to patch his eyes back, bro. He's completely fine. He's just going to be a little cockeyed. <laughs> oh, thank you, you Mr. Linamoot. That, uh, that joke was from my ninth grade physical science teacher. And it's still yeah. one of the best jokes I've got to date in my arsenal. <laughs> oh, man. Local news. Local news is crazy. I got a local news story for you. Okay. Go ahead and bring us down, Mike. Uh, What's well, local news for you? Because I'm going to be local. I'm coming to Cali, man. Fantasy you, draft. I'll be there. You're coming for Take sure? Yeah. <laughs> Yes, man. All right. Well, you were doing it like you were messing with me. I kept, uh, you were dancing. By the way, you're a terrible liar. I knew you were coming. You did? I did. Man, I was trying to, I wanted to to be live on air. (laughs) I know everything, Mike. I know everything. You can't be in cahoots with a person I'm married to and think I'm not going to figure it out. I was trying to keep it, man. I was trying to keep it under wraps until we got live. I suck at this. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, people. I wanted more of a reaction than that. And it <laughs> fell right into the local news story because I could like, transition off of it. But oh, just yes, so everybody knows, Mike was doing his damn best job right before we started <laughs> recording. I was like, man, it sucks. You're really not going to be out here for the draft, fancy football draft. And he's like... Yeah, man. Well, I said I was gonna try. It won't be a bummer. <laughs> <laughs> You're the worst liar ever. <laughs> well, my man. But that's a I good try. thing. That's a good thing. That's <laughs> right, man. That's right. But yeah, so that's. Oh amazing. man, that's so exciting, though. I wasn't actually is, sure. Man. I was like, man, there's a chance he might not be here. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I'm gonna plan so many activities for us. <laughs> it's gonna be fantastic. And I think I get there early on Friday, so I should have. a a lot of the, the first three days because the fourth day the plane leaves late. So Okay, so you're coming on Friday, leaving Monday or Sunday? Mm, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Monday. Leaving the 23rd. And it's like four in the afternoon. So. Oh, man. Depending on what time you get here Friday, 
Maybe we could just go straight to Magic Mountain. Let me see. I'm just kidding, not necessarily. You don't have to look up your freaking schedule right now, Mike, you idiot. <laughs> Bro, I have don't worry about me, man. Look, I'm still here. I'm I'm, I'm I know I'm having the flesh with you. Don't worry. I'm sorry for calling you an idiot. You're not an idiot. But that's exciting. Stuff, I'm not mad about that. That's exciting. Oh it's man, we should exciting. do like a pre- I get the draft in person for the first time in a good while. So this should be Yeah, fun. first time in years. If you fall asleep at this one, then you're really not gonna have an excuse. I'll be kicking you. <laughs> There's no you don't dri- delay. And you don't have to drive as far because I'm coming into Burbank. So Oh, okay. That'd be nice. Let me not say all that live on the air. This is recorded. Somebody might be trying to kill me or something, bro. Eh, I don't think anybody's <laughs> gonna try to kill you in Burbank. Uh, no, I don't land to midday. I land about three o'clock. So. Oh, that's fine. All right. Oh, that's fine. Well, dude. So <laughs> that's amazing. That's very, very exciting. I'm very much looking forward to it. We're gonna have to plan some stuff. Maybe a a pre-draft and post-draft episode. Uh, we'll do a before and after. Maybe a little. Not even a weekly episode. We'll, yeah. we'll figure I'm something out. About to say, if you didn't have to run the thing, I would say we can do a live one, but you have to run the thing. Sorry to say, people, this is our fantasy commission. <laughs> all those who are weekly listeners, this is what we all have to deal with <laughs> for a whole fantasy season. So. I am only one man. I'll figure something <laughs> out. I'll figure out something cool. Maybe I'll uh, do some commentating or something like that. We'll figure something. Look, I'm going to win fantasy draft. <laughs> and just for everybody who doesn't know, you've never even sniffed the board. You've never even sniffed the podium. Don't worry. This year, I'm, I'm, I'm getting. I'm, I'm at the top of the podium. So, dude, check this out. So, we have a fantasy football league that started out as pretty much just uh, my family. And obviously, we've incorporated other members of our family. So we have Mike is involved. We have one other person who isn't related in our league of 10. And it's called You're All Fucked in the Head because it's apropos for our family. It was a family league. And anybody involved is uh, said messed in the head. So, dude, so we started, I started this league in 2008. And the trophy has six spots on each side so i'm like the whole time i'm thinking like dude it's super like there's no way we're even gonna play fantasy football this long so we've only got five spots left and now i'm like oh my gosh we're gonna run out of spots here and i gotta get my name on this trophy like i can't only like this year there's only a couple of teams i think there's only maybe three or four teams that haven't made it on at all. And you were one of them. You only got five years left, Mike. You got to put the year, pedal I don't need, to the metal. I don't need five years this year. The Cowboys are going to take me to the championship, bro. Oh, my goodness. No, no, no. We'll we'll the do real, a deeper dive into Cowboys, the fantasy football draft, but no, 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 no. I know. The real Cowboys championship, my Cowboys. Oh, the Cowboys I draft. You're going to be a sad, sad and little just so man the whole the world knows, season. yes, I am a fan. <laughs> But we'll get there later. Oh, speaking of getting there later, uh, dude, do you realize that 10 years ago was hmm. Carmageddon for uh, Southern California? Do you remember and what, Carmageddon what Carmageddon was? Did you no. even hear about it? No. Okay, that's what I wanted to know. 
Because a little over 10 years ago, there was a, a thing that they called Carmageddon, the local media went into, and it was... Ooh, local they were, media today. Yeah, so they did a stretch. We <laughs> went off on a fantasy football tangent there for a while. It was going to segue nicely, but... We uh, So here on Southern California, we have the 405 freeway, which is like the main in-and-out freeway of Southern California. Right smack dab in the middle of Los Angeles, they were shutting down a stretch of 10 miles for a whole weekend, like a three-day weekend. And people were going absolutely bananas. Like, what? Like don't even leave your house. Traffic is going to be so insane because you can't use the main freeway for Los Angeles. Blah, blah, blah. Like, 10 years ago, that was the biggest, craziest thing was, like, the traffic was going to be so bad. Yeah, but that shouldn't be illegal. I've been, I've lived, I was there. I know what California traffic is on a regular day. Yeah. If you shut down the 405, that should, that should, people should be allowed to work from home. If that was a, literally a thing, going to be a, a citywide thing or, like, a statewide thing, then companies should have been letting they. It's no way you getting around. Like, Dude, it was doing? over the course. It was a weekend. It wasn't that big it, of a deal. It was when they were demolishing bi- an old bridge uh, at like the Mulholland Drive. Pass. Not big of a deal. The four hundred five shut down. Not big. Where I'm are saying, you going to go? No, no, no. I'm saying the timing of it. They did it whenever they could to where it was like. Uh, it was obviously over summer, July, and it was over the course of a weekend, like summer weekend. When is a better time to do it? There isn't one. There's not a good time to shut down the probe. That's I'm true, just but just in consideration of like that was like traumatizing. As mm-hmm. what are we gonna do? Traffic's gonna be so bad. And now it's like we just got out of a lockdown for over a year. It's like uh, things. Because you weren't leaving like in the, the city, there. and I was in traffic at like midnight coming home one night, like to your crib. Oh yeah. Yeah. So like. Well, dude, being in construction, like working night shifts, and dude. There's nothing more frustrating than getting off work at, like, 3 in the morning. Actually, there's nothing more frustrating than going to work at 3 in the morning and hitting traffic and being like, dude, what the fuck? (laughs) I woke up this early and I'm still hitting traffic. The second thing that sucks is when you're trying to get home after a night shift at, like, 3 or 4 in the morning and there's traffic. And you're like, dude, I just want to get home. Try not to fall asleep. Been working sixteen hours. You're like, I'm exhausted, man. I just yeah, want to get home, no, and then you're just I'm, stuck no. in traffic. God forbid you got to me, stop like, and get gas now because the trip's gonna take too long. Oh, because I'm used to bad traffic. I'm not used to bad traffic at midnight. Like when I go on the highway at midnight here, yeah, I ain't got work with traffic unless there's some construction going on. Ain't gonna be no traffic at midnight. We're gonna be moving. Yeah, LA is pretty pretty condensed, and there's always something to do. So. You got those you issues. Go. I don't know. So no Carmageddon for you. That's all right. I was curious if no you even heard about it. Which nope. ends up being funny because what my wife and I ended up doing was we're like, oh, we have this great idea. Let's take the Surfliner train down the coast. We'll go hang out for the weekend down at the beach. And then we'll take the train back on Sunday afternoon. We'll just get out of L.A. Ha, 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 ha. So we do that. Mm-hmm. Turns out everybody else had the same idea. So we were butts to nuts <laughs> coming home on the train on Sunday. Sunday evening train on the Surfliner. Thank goodness we got on because of the way Imagine that runs. in COVID season. Oh, wouldn't happen. <laughs> but we're on this train 
And the way the trains work is we got on one of the first stops on the Surfliner. The way the train works is they get so many people on and then they stop letting people on. So considering that everybody was packed, we were coming up the coast getting to like, uh, we'll say Long Beach, which is maybe about like 40 miles away from where we were living in the valley at the time. And they were not letting people on. Like, sorry, I know you have your weekend bags, like, to go back to work or go home or whatever you came down for this trip. You're going to have to figure it out. Like, rent a car or something. It was jacked up, dude. Jacked up. That's dirty. It was dirty. I'm like, uh, what are they supposed to do? And people are like, mm, I don't know. That's their problem now. Like, dude, there's no backup plan for a train. There's no backup plan for a bus. Except like, for the next one. <laughs> yeah, like, like you really have to be on an elevated yeah. level of money to be able to bounce back from missing a mode of transportation that you schedule. <laughs> yeah, but when you at the point of having to schedule, that means you ain't want to do no other mode of transportation. So, Or that's mean? your only choice. <laughs> choice. So, yeah, that's not good. I used to hate missing the bus. Oh, yeah, that's missing the bus bus was the worst. Like, I remember missing the bus for school and going, I don't even care if I get in trouble for getting caught. I'm just ditching school today. I'm not going to be late. I'm just not going to go to school and just figure it out. (laughs) Go to the mall all day. And my mom used to be like so mad that I actually had to to give me this. (laughs) I never actually took the bus to school, though. I always walked. Oh, no, to we had no. I took the bus to school, and if I missed it, then my mom had to take me. And she would give me the business because she would then have to be late to work to take us to school. So, whole problem. Yeah, mine was. But uh, the benefit for my brothers was they got a ride to school instead of having to ride the bus, and they didn't get in trouble because it wasn't their fault. <laughs> yeah, my my schools were close enough to where there was one. One set of buses in, like, middle school that ran, but it was almost, like, not worth it. It was like, dude, by the time I get on the bus at school to come home, like, I could have just walked home, like, with a friend or something, like, or even by myself. I don't care. Like, I'll just get moving. And then it was walk in high school until my friends could drive, and then it was, like, get rides with my friends. You know, drove to elementary, walked to middle and then rode the bus to, to rest of the way until about 11th grade. Then I would ride in the car. Not my car, but somebody picking me up. I was done with the bus at that point, buddy. Our friends in, uh, our friends in high school uh, all pitched in together and bought a white stretch limo with <laughs> the bullhorns on the front. <laughs> like brought it to own? Yeah, like purchased it for like fifteen hundred bucks. But these are all high school kids, so everybody threw in like you know two two hundred bucks here, a hundred bucks there, and it was like all right, you know, it was like between these five or six guys. It was like all right, whatever the event was or whatever the party was, it was like all right, take the limo. You're driving today. Everybody else is hot boxing in the back on the way to this party, <laughs> <laughs> or you know, we we're gonna drive it to prom, and then that got shut down because you had to go in like the school provided vehicles or whatever so, oh really well yeah because they can't have kids driving you know i mean we weren't at prom you're not a kid anymore buddy you're still in school 
Oh, but you're of legal age to drive, well, at least in Virginia you are. No, I know, but it's like at prom, do they really want to be responsible if people, like if kids, they know that no, kids they are going to get into something and then drive no, no, home and were, get in an accident? They were definitely, no they were def- they were definitely smart about that. That I will give them, because I know a few people who like got in car accidents and rest their soul. You know what I mean? Yeah. Passed away. That's jacked up. Those type of events. So, um, so yeah, your school was smart. Thank you for that. Because we definitely were driving to prom and we were drinking and smoking and all types of other shit. Somebody should have took the responsibility. Basically, so someone should have took the responsibility out of our hand. That was a smart decision. Congratulations to the LA schools for that. Hey, Palmdale High did something right. Oh, my bad. Palmdale High. (laughs) And then after I give them all that congratulations, that's the school where the guy who made the song, Because I Got High, who forgot all everything because he got high. Hey, you leave Afro Man alone. He's a treasure in the Antelope (laughs) Valley. An absolute treasure. (laughs) We also, by the way, even for Palmdale High, we were bad. Our graduating class didn't even have a grad night. Just because there was like 11 people that signed up. Everybody else was like, no, we're just going to party, right? It's like, yeah, all right, no grad night. They canceled it. (laughs) Yeah, my grad night was epic. Yeah, I think we've talked about that. What we haven't talked about, which I'm kind of curious on. So, if, here's a hard-hitting question for you, Mike. If you hook up with somebody, not you necessarily, just the metaphorical you. If you hook up with somebody and years later they transition to a different gender, is that like retroactive sexual assault? No. On who? Well, like, okay. Okay, so I was thinking about the movie Juno the other day. Love that movie. Love it. Michael Sarah's in it with, at the time, Ellen Page. Ellen Page is now Elliot Page. But... They were hooking up in the movie, kissing, whatever. I get it. That's a role. So, Juno, the pregnant, the pregnant, the one that was pregnant, she's now transitioning to a man. Correct. So, if that were to happen in like real life, I get it. So, maybe Michael Sarah doesn't care one way or the other. He was acting and whatever. But I mean, what would you? Why would you care in real life if you don't? I don't know. That's what I'm just. It's a topic of conversation, Mike. That's what we do here. Oh, I mean. No, I wouldn't care. Like, so you're saying, like, you dated a girl and this been, What if she doesn't transition to a man, but she becomes a lesbian? Is that the same thing? And do you feel some type of way about that? No, there. The way that I would feel about mm-hmm. that is probably three things. Mostly, hey, good for them. Who cares? A little bit. Did I have something to do with that? Like. Am I that bad? But what if she becomes a dom lesbian? So yeah. she's like. But what if it's like, was I that bad? Like I drove this person to be like, oh my god, I can't even deal. But what with if yours? What if you dealt with her so many years ago that you can't really take blame for that? Like, no, no, I'm saying dude. just that would be my mentality. <laughs> and then the other little bit of my mentality would be like, well, she did like me once. I wonder if I could alley <laughs> this into a three way. <laughs> That's what every guy's gonna think. Stop it. It's the truth. Even if you don't care anymore, you're still going to wonder. And if not, (laughs) then your brain is not curious enough and you need to read more books or find Waldo or something. Man, I read enough books, but I ain't curious about... Once you you 
transition and you don't even like men anymore? What would I even like? What would I think? I, no, I don't know. I didn't know if that would, because I'm trying to think if that would fuck me up at all. Like if I would care, I don't think I would, because I would just be like, oh, it would be as if it would be the same thing as if I dated a girl and she became a lesbian, which that happened. I think on I'm more sure than one occasion I've dated more than one girl <laughs> that became a lesbian. I think I have too, brother. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was speaking, I think or I, I tried to convert <laughs> lesbians and it didn't work. I've tried that too. <laughs> I'm actually friends with the girl I dated that's now a dom lesbian. So. But I'm trying to think like if if that did happen and I like I dated somebody or hooked up with somebody that later transitioned from a woman to a man, I think it would probably be the same feeling as like if they became a lesbian just without the threesome hookup. That part would go away. <laughs> All the other feelings would be like, huh, wonder if I did that or okay, who gives a shit? Hey, but I didn't know Juno had transitioned. Shout out for that information. Oh yeah. Juno was pretty cool. That was a while ago, but I for whatever reason I was just thinking about it recently. So very interesting. <laughs> Also very interesting. At what point do you think the government started keeping like files on you, or like keeping t- like legitimate tabs on you? I mean, it's probably younger now because all the cell phones. I'm talking about Mike Crawford. Probably thirteen. Yeah. The moment I got a pager and a cell phone. Oh, see, that was early for me. I was. Did I, I didn't have a pager in the cell phone at 13. I don't know if cell phones were even out when I was 13. I'm dated myself. No, cell phones definitely went when I was 13. I think cell phone became a thing probably like 2000. I was 13 before 2000, buddy. Yeah, pagers <laughs> Pagers were up until like about 2000. Yeah, so it was like, pager. yeah, like 90, late 90s were like when pagers went from standard pagers to like texting pagers you could write messages if you you know yeah. whatever and then it was like everybody in about 2000 2001 mm-hmm. had all those nokia phones like the the 20 30 dollar phone prepaid blah 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 that was like the yeah deal. i mean i was from the project so it probably kept tabs on me because we lived there <laughs> i also caught my first charge when i was young for doing some stupid sh- so I was in the court system so they probably knew me there <laughs> and the government probably takes tabs on everything so I'm gonna say they probably started taking tabs around that time I was <laughs> gonna say it's cause I I think I started doing some not necessarily like anything yeah I guess it was illegal but it was like it was like no harm no foul illegal no my shit. first charge wasn't no it was some dumb stuff that I ain't gonna talk about yeah no 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 but I'm dumb, saying but, like yeah. in general people get on on the government's radar like any like I would think in your teenage years right unless I mean, yeah, something sure like even if you didn't like get into anything crazy like me. just just from being watched on everything now yeah. Like, I mean... I just believe they watch which, everything. I was yeah, watching... So. Uh, what was I watching? Like, Oh, I was watching Menace to Society the other day. And I was like, <laughs> when they were like running from the cops, I was like, oh yeah, you used to think there was a possibility of getting away from the cops. 
because there weren't cameras on every single corner on everybody, <laughs> every like before there were cameras, it was a very slim possibility, but there was an outside chance. You're like, I can make it, you know, like yeah. that is gone yeah, yeah. now. That is forever Even gone. If you get away from the cops, somebody probably got you a picture of you or you ran past somebody's house who has a ring. Yeah. It's, it's it forever and show gone. The cops what you look like. Forever man. gone. <laughs> like, like it's crazy. Or somebody take a picture of your license plate. If you're in a car, like everything is like photoed. And, like it's crazy. Well, what if you did have to work for a form of government, like a government agency, what would it be? What do you think you would enjoy the most? What do you mean? Like, I want whoever wants the CIA. I want someone like that. Like, I want, well, that's I want what I'm saying. Them. You want to be like CIA? You want to be... Yeah, I want to know what's going on. And also get to carry a gun so, yeah, I can still shoot you too. See, but how far, how deep do you want to be? I want to know everything. See, I but then you're like, if you know everything, then you're like in the Matrix. You like go home to your single studio bunker you just live with four little walls. See, that's that's what they want you to believe. The people who know everything are your next door neighbors who live a regular life, bro. They're, they're not hiding from you. What are they hiding from you for? They you just want to be like a CIA level air marshal to where it's like you live amongst us, but no, but you know everything. No, you don't know where your neighbor works at, man. He gets in his car, he goes to work every day. You don't know where you go to work. There's nobody. Oh, I tell all my neighbors. Yeah. Like, don't know who none of your neighbors are and what they up to. That's why they your neighbors ain't live inside their house. And I'm just a regular guy who happens to work for the CIA. Could kill you if I feel like it. All right, so it, you like those Bourne movies so much. Would you rather be Jason Bourne or would you rather be the person chasing Jason Bourne? I'd rather be the person chasing Jason Bourne. I don't want to be Jason Bourne, man. Okay. I would, I'm just kind of curious. I want to see where you fall. You want to be, all right, you want to be high level. You want to be the analytics. You don't want to be the, the muscle. Yeah, see, they just people who went left. Like, I just want to be a normal person. I'm not going left. I just want to, like, we're going to be all right. Like, they just wanted to, like, do too much. You know? And born anyway. Like, she wanted to take over, like, the world. He all right, so... Like <laughs> now that uh, we're getting closer to talking to aliens, if the government were, <laughs> hang on, if the government were to say like, hey, we've established contact with aliens, this and that, <laughs> they want you to be an ambassador, a representative no. of the human race, you wouldn't do it? No. If you got picked as a select whatever... No, it would never happen though because aliens aren't real. I but, know, hypothetical, nah. Mike. No, no, I don't want to talk to the aliens. You would not be an ambassador that... for Earth. Mm-hmm. I'm good. You I'm would just let us fall to the whims of the aliens of these extraterrestrial. I'm sure they. I'm sure they could find a better ambassador than me. <laughs> And then you get close and they ET phone home you and you disappear. By the them. way, if aliens are extraterrestrial, does that mean that humans are terrestrial? Does that mean that we're like dogging ourselves yeah. when we say that aliens are extra? Yeah, yeah. See, I don't like that. I think the mentality with aliens is is way wrong. It's either like people are worshipping them or people are like, not on my watch. We're going to crush them. 
Like, we don't even know. Maybe they're dummies. Maybe they're not. Maybe they're super smart. If they manage to live on a planet that doesn't have all the things that we say are sufficient for life, then they're really smart. Which is why people assume that they're smart. Which is why But what if they're, they're such simple life forms that don't require as much as complicated humans do? What if they're such simple be... life forms that that's why they're dumb is because they don't... They're like, you know, worms. Then... Then the idea of what's needed, then there are a lot of people who are going to have to be questioned. First of all, you have to question, like you're doing now, the idea that they're super smart. Secondly, you have to question all the scientists here who say that we need these certain things for life because there's proof that we don't. So then there's a whole bunch of people going to be in question. So if they do exist and they can't exist without all the things they say we need for life, then they'll never let us meet them anyway because then they'll have to redo all the stuff that they've told us for all of our lives. See, I think that's a common misconception with science, though, is science is not, here is the answer. The science is, here's the truth up until now. The rest is speculation, and then once the, the new information comes in, science is allowed to readjust and go, hey, we didn't know but this no, before. You can't say that. People yes, use science for actual proof. You can't do that when they're locking people up for, with DNA every day, saying that that's 100% proof. See, now so that's a completely go, different story. But those, but those are the same lines. You can't go with that as 100% proof science and then tell you science is saying that's just the proof for today. So tomorrow their DNA can change and it could be somebody else's. And this man shouldn't be in jail, what you're trying to tell me. Let him go. That's true. <laughs> like, if if there is a new if there is a new test that shows that there's a new way to cross examine DNA that gets a more accurate match, then yeah, that should be implemented and it should be retroactive. Here's the thing: is anytime like this is going off on a tangent, but anytime like the lawmakers or anything find a flaw or change a law, they never seem to, or at least I haven't noticed. Even though I keep my eyes shut, my head in the sand most of the time. It doesn't seem like they do anything retroactively. So, like, anybody that that has affected, they don't retroactively go back and go, oh, everybody that this affects that's still incarcerated, let's go re-examine all this. Because it would take too much time, too much money, all that bullshit. So they're just saying, eh, let's not do it. I don't know if that's the case, but that's what it looks like, and I don't care for it. That's all I'm saying. That's my two cents on that. Thanks a lot, Mike. I just wanted you to talk to aliens for the love pajamas. No, I'm good. I'm talking to Ellen because either they're too smart and they're going to like make me disappear or they're dumb and they're going to make us question everything we know about life. So let's just leave the aliens where they are. Oh, which is where? At the Earth's core? Nowhere. They don't exist. Right now. <laughs> they don't exist. Buddy. Oh, man. Speaking of not talking to aliens. Uh... <laughs> I'm antisocial as shit, man. I got so much. I have trouble keeping up with family and friends. Like it's, it's almost like work. It's hard to do. Like we, like a couple of my best friends, we got together not too long ago, and it was the first time in like over a decade that like four of us got together, or even really talked. Which is bananas. It's like anytime I call somebody or like anytime I get a call from a family member or one of my friends, a phone call is like, ah, shit, what's the matter? Like, that's my initial reaction with any phone call. And I kind of assume if I'm calling anybody, it's the same reaction. It's never good. That's how infrequently I talk to people is it's always like, a, oh, something must be wrong. 
That's crazy, man. It's not that crazy. How often do you talk to everybody? You text a lot, though. I talk to, I talk to people every day. I talk to my friends on a daily basis, bro. I know. That's weird to me. <laughs> <laughs> Who talks to their friends? Like, that's me. weird. I talk to my family, not on a daily <laughs> basis, but my mom, but the rest of my family, I try to keep it pretty consistent. Uh, and I way... thought I was anti-social. You were way worse than I am. Oh, I know. Dear, we're yeah. You're way better of a person than I am. I don't like going <laughs> anywhere unless there's pizza, ice cream, <laughs> or guilt-free sex. I don't want to go. <laughs> and guess what? I'm married and I need to go on a diet, so I don't want to talk to fucking anybody. <laughs> there you go, buddy. I seriously I do need to get position. back on my diet, though. Like, I'm going to go hardcore. I'm not even going to watch Mystic Pizza. That's how hardcore of a diet I'm going on. What's Mystic Pizza? It's a movie with Julia Roberts that supposedly is delightful. I still haven't seen it. But Julia Roberts is one of my gals. One of your gals. She is. She is. Are you going to diet with me, Mike? Um, depends on what type of diet you're going to go. I need to go seafood on a diet. diet. So if it's reason, if it's seafood reason, and eat it. I can't afford <laughs> seafood. I, I couldn't be a pescatarian. Seafood is too expensive where I live, bro. Seafood is expensive anywhere you go, dude. Anywhere. No, it's probably a lot more expensive where you live. It is because I don't but, live on a coast where they're just yeah, shucking them in all day long. Like I had people there ask me how to <laughs> do a like open and get to the crab meat. Like what? <laughs> I, at first it was like yo, it's like they asked me because I'm black, and then I realized no, because I'm from the East Coast. Mike, everything is not racist. <laughs> Did you think that was something that like everybody knew how to do? Yes. <laughs> I figured everybody just ate crabs and shit. And so you're having a crab feast, and half the people here don't even know how to get to the crab meat. What are you having a crab feast for? So everyone can eat everything but the crabs? You should have just called it a seafood bowl. <laughs> yeah. So do you eat everything in the crab, or do you just eat? I don't eat crabs anymore, man. I'm sorry. I'm kind of like bougie at this point, if you want to call it that. But I'm not bougie. Crab is awesome. Or do you just get crab traumatized way from too crabs? Crab is just way too hard for that little bit of meat. Get you some crab legs and some shrimp, call it a day. That's seafood for me, buddy. Well, crab legs still come from a crab, Mike. Yeah, but they're not on the crab, and you ain't got to dig through stuff to get them. I'm talking about, like, the yeah. crab, actual crab, like snow crab legs. Like, I can crack them like a, you know? Yeah, I got that's you. That's, that's as messy as I'm getting. I'm not digging all through a crab anymore. Honestly, dude, I'm kind of, I love crab, but I am over getting to it. It's like, unless there's something where I can, like, I can pull out a decent piece. I'm not trying to mm. put together a piece. <laughs> I'm not trying to be like, oh, I got enough to scrape together a bite. Nope, I'm not trying I'm to do crap. that. I'm sorry if I offended you all, but yeah, you're not worth it to me. Oh, see, but I still love it. So every now and again, I'll do it just because I'll, I'll bear it, but I don't know. I do need, I just, I don't know. I need to get back on something. I need to start being more social. I need to talk to people more. I need to start going out and doing more stuff. All right, I'll start texting you more, man. You can talk to me more. No, that's okay. Maybe talking to me will make you talk to other people. I just don't think people even want to be around. Like, dude, I when I sneeze, I sneeze like it's the loudest thing 
happening. Like, it's not even on purpose. Like, I think it's just as I got older, or maybe it's the more kids you have, the louder you sneeze or something. Like, well, do I don't you know think people don't want to be around you because you sneezed loud? I don't like, know. It's just one of the, the things that that's like come from. I don't know. It's just one of the things that's annoying as shit. It's like, God, I have really bad gas. You know, like sometimes, you know like people love you, Brendan. Like that's that's not really a thing. Like dude, don't really. I have really I mean, bad you can gas. Say excuse me for you can say excuse me. I mean, besides that, like I've like been at parties, Mike, where I, my farts have been so bad where I've had to put a dryer sheet in my shorts <laughs> to like filter out the smell. You never done anything yeah. like that. I've never heard of a fart that, and I've let, I've had some stinky farts in my day. Bro. I've never heard of a fart that stinky that you had to put dry. What are you talking about? That is crazy, bro. It's like, not crazy, it's crazy. I don't even know how stinky that would have to be. <laughs> so what you said, so the next one came through the dry sheet, made, made the movement. Yeah. Dude, you never did that, like when you were trying to like smoking weed in your room back in the day through the toilet no. paper holder, and you put a dryer sheet at the end to <laughs> no. smoke through that. That way, it filters out the smell. Nope, never done it. Well, if there are any <laughs> underage kids listening to this podcast, that's a way to trick your parents. <laughs> yeah, I do not hurt. recommend it though. Just be open and honest with them. Yeah, I never heard that in my life. My mother said I had a fart so sticky, I needed a dryer sheet in my shorts. Hey, Brenda, that was a hell of a fart. I'm going to give you that, though. (laughs) Party hard, man. (laughs) Respect. Oh, speaking of partying hard, did you know that SportsCenter had an entire segment dedicated to Tom Brady having a birthday? What the fuck? Absolutely. Dude, that is over the top. They consider him the GOAT, man. Well, he is, but still. He's not, but okay. Who do you think is the GOAT, then? Montana is the GOAT. See, I love Joe. He, up until Tom Brady, there was no denying it in my brain, but Tom Tom Brady just proves over and over that. I'm rooting for the cheaters, man. He's figured out a way. That makes him the best. She just never prosper in my book. Unless you're Tom Brady. Then you get everything. <laughs> he just figured out the get, best way to do it. You get away with everything. He cheated on his wife the right way. Book. How do you do that? <laughs> he cheated on his wife. What? Yeah, didn't he cheat on his wife with Giselle Bunchen? And then, oh. yeah, he alley-ooped cheating into marrying somebody who's richer than him. And hotter than him. Like, he even... Cheated the correct way. Good for him. Yeah. I mean, if you are going to cheat, sorry to tell you. And by the way, I don't even know if that's true. I think it's true. (laughs) I might have made it up to defend something he doesn't want to be defended in. Either way, it's a good point. In this moment, I'm going to let the whole world know if you're going to cheat, (laughs) cheat up. Don't cheat down, buddy. Take take Tom Brady's advice. Go up. Yeah, definitely. When you go to court to defend your life on that one, you don't want the judge to be like, what the fuck were you thinking? You want to be like, yeah, I get it, man. 
All right, I'll take it easy on the alimony. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which you don't need anyway because now you're taken care of. You got a sugar mama. You're good. Sugar mama. <laughs> alimony ain't even gonna be costly. It's gonna be costing you a little bit of money that's assigned to you, and the whole time <laughs> you live it off your wife, buddy. Speaking of mooching off the teat, all these NBA free agent signings. Oh my gosh, dude! Like the NBA just burns money. Burns money. It's crazy because then, they're making so much of it, and they only have to play twelve players per team. Like the fact that they can spend forty million on one guy, like you couldn't. Well, that's the it. thing that a lot of people don't get is you know, it's like I've been hearing the comparison a lot lately of like, let's say, um, you know, Trey Young is going to be making the same amount of money as as Patrick Mahomes like oh my gosh that's so crazy or somebody who's even like mediocre ish you know somebody who's great but not great type of a player is getting paid the same much as like a Patty Mahomes or something but at the same time you have to think the same philosophy that you just said these teams are bringing in granted the NFL is bringing in more money but the they NFL have is bringing in more money overall 53 with the players to exactly. put the cap under as the NBA has you know, a significant amount of money that they're allowed to spend on their players, but it doesn't have to be distributed. The piece of the pie is bigger for all these cats. Yeah, it's so. like 70, it's a $70 million cap for 40, a difference in 40 players. Like, do you understand that? Like, so like 70 million, which is a lot of money that you have to distribute amongst 40 players because the first 138 is distributed against a lot of the time, you know, the top players like Dak's getting forty million, you know, and Amari's getting twenty million. So you you get to a hundred real quick when you get to your top player, and you have to distribute the rest through a roster. Well, the NBA's got a hundred and forty million dollar cap for twelve players. Like you have a two hundred and ten million dollar cap, but you have to do fifty three. We have one hundred and forty. We have to do twelve. So that's why the stuff. And two other dudes on this team can all make thirty million, and you can still put together a decent yeah. team. Well, that's, that's <laughs> the other thing too. Is like you said, like the NBA is based off of superstars, so you only yeah, have to pay three people top money, and then you could pay Andrew Bogut <laughs> whatever you you know two million a year, and it way levels everything out to where yeah, some you know like Drew Holiday is going to get a, you know his a monster contract, and you're like what? Like Evan Fournier is getting this crazy deal from the Knicks, and you're like twenty million. For okay, million. the NFL upsets me when it does. Like certain people, okay, I get it. Then certain people it makes me mad. Evan Fournier, twenty million. Chris Paul, thirty million. Um, who else? Michael Conley, twenty-four yeah. million dollars. Michael, Con he's it's over. It's over. Michael Conley, no. Respect that man because he's earned the money. He's made two hundred million dollars in NBA contracts. He's never made an All Star team. That's disrespectful to the money. Like you're just giving <laughs> it away at this point. Like you're just giving it away at this point. I'm sorry, you are. Like you're just it's giving true. it away at this point. It's absolutely true. Just because you can doesn't mean you should give it away. It's it's pretty gnarly. But all right, so let's two hundred dollars in eight years. So let's see some of the biggest individual moves or like team moves so the nets didn't really do a whole lot of anything they signed patty mills yeah which they, is a key move because they need a they're gonna need a backup point guard being that they lost Dan Whitty. 
They didn't have no. They resigned school, so. Blake Griffin, who is dog shit now, anyway. But he's gonna be decent just in case people go down with injuries. They just need scores and a little bit of size. They gonna need to find them a center. They do. They need to sound like Demarcus Cousins or something. They need some size. They don't have any size. That's that's it's kind of funny. Is it seems like but that's they, what they but Sixers they drafted Dayron Sharp, and Dayron Sharp is an athlete. He's about six eleven from North Carolina. So, I mean, he can play. I don't know how much he fits into a championship roster. Yeah. So it looks like I mean it looks like the Nets just kind of solidified what they had. They they weren't making too many moves. The Lakers went out and just basically tried to make LeBron happy, I guess, with his buddies, his old buddies. But well, I like the moves, but I don't know if they're going to stay healthy enough. They're over. Well, here's the, here's the reason why yeah, I, I like the, the Russell Westbrook move. The, I hated it. I, at first, I hated it, too, until I had to try and convince myself to like it as a Lakers fan. And then I think I did. So, <laughs> with... Somebody like Russ on the team. You got LeBron, AD, both 1A guys. You got Russ, who I would call a high B, a high 2, like a 2A guy. So if one of those three guys goes down in the playoffs, you still have two high-caliber superstars running through the playoffs. Or, like, let's say... LeBron does go down in the playoffs or something like that. Russ can easily take over and manage the team. So as far as when the playoffs come, I think that will be beneficial. But up until then, I'm extremely skeptical. Well, here's my thing. If someone goes down, it can't, I don't care. It can't be AD. If AD goes down, the Lakers are shit. Because they're already going to be bad defensively with all the guys they've added. Yeah. Without Anthony Davis, like covering up all a lot of their mistakes, it's going to be really bad. Because LeBron started to say, "You're a 19. You just ain't defending at that level anymore." Carmelo Anthony, I don't think he's defended ever, and now he's in year 19, so he's definitely not defended. Exactly. And Westbrook, if depend if he's going against the right guy, he'll get into a defensive stance and try. But he doesn't make the extra effort plays on defense, like the rotations. Like once he's picks. He just he turns around and looks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like he doesn't engage in the play. His, so. Yeah, when <laughs> when he gets picked, he literally you can watch him start like he's looking back at the hoop, but making his move for the transition. Like he's already like this play yeah, is over. Already, like like yeah, well, he's that's, looking. That's why he's quote unquote shoot, so he can try to try to go steal a rebound. Yeah, he's it. quote unquote so great in transition. Yeah, because he's already going three steps before anybody <laughs> else is. Yeah, no, uh, um, but but I mean, but on paper they added the shooting necessary now, so I actually like it on paper. I'm not gonna lie, I like it on paper. I don't know how healthy they will be, and Anthony Davis is gonna play like he's gonna carry the weight of a lot of the weight of this team because he's gonna be responsible to be the best player at this stage in their careers. He's the best player on this team, and he's gonna be required to anchor the defense as the center. They're gonna have him playing a lot of minutes at center. Yeah. I'm- so, I mean, I'm kind of hoping he doesn't play more than 55 games, (laughs) to be honest. I mean, mean, if they can monitor his minutes that way, then, yeah, that would be good for him because come playoffs, you need him healthy. But having played minutes at the center and bang with those guys and still make sure you get your rotations and everything right, 
because you're the defense and you're like you're making up for everybody. It's gonna be tough. But uh, I like the pieces on paper offensively with LeBron and Westbrook out there. Like you need pure shooting because they're straight drivers at this point. LeBron is a thirty-four percent three-point shooter, so I'll give him his credit. But Westbrook. It's like 19%. <laughs> like, yeah. They're just going to leave him wide open. But. Well, that's the thing is with Westbrook, it's like <laughs> all of his stats are amazing on the nights that he's amazing. And it's like <laughs> when he's clicking, yeah, dude, he'll drop 48. He'll have 14 rebounds and eight assists. Like he'll be going bananas. But then the next night he'll go, you know, six for 20. <laughs> from the field, and, and it won't be the same thing, but he'll be firing and playing like he is going off. So that's the thing that you kind of love and hate about Russell Westbrook is he always plays like he's going off. But when he's not going off, you're like, bro, we still need to win this game. Can we uh, adjust what we're doing here, please? He's like, no, 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 I got this. You're like, no, you don't. <laughs> yeah, that's Russ's problem, man. He don't, he don't understand that he ain't on... Every night, he don't care if he missed 40 shots. He's keep going, man. He yeah. He's like, no, no, no. It's going to click right now. <laughs> well, then on that note, we got to transition to your Bulls making all kinds of moves. Yeah, man. Yeah, top four seed in the East this year. Let's go Bulls. We, got to, we need one more piece, though. We need a, we need to trade Laurie Marketing for something. But we've already offered him a qualifying offer, so if nobody else comes to get him, I'll play him at the start of I'd play him at the starting power forward next to Vujicic. I really want a defensive center next to Vujicic, though. I well, really do you think that's a move that, depending on where they're at, come trade deadline, that they'll address it then? Or you think they're just going to try and ride this out? I don't know, man, because I think they're going to try to play this small ball lineup and play Pat Williams at, small, at power forward, which I'm not totally opposed to, but all of those guys are, what, Lonzo 6'5", so it will be 6'5", between 6'5 and 6'9 all the way across. Even Vujicic is what, 6'9, 6'10. So, like, we're literally 6'5 to 6'9 all the way across. So, that would probably mean switching everything, which makes Vujicic, I don't know how good he is defensively. And, well, the other thing is he doesn't play very tall. He doesn't. He doesn't. So He gives rebounds. I don't know how. He averages about 10 he just rebounds. Muscles, but he just muscles. He, he yeah, but he doesn't play tall. Yeah. Everybody else is going to have to rebound. I mean, but we have all tall guys, so they better rebound. Levine rebounds at a pretty decent clip for a shooting Yeah, guard. but Levine wants his – he wants his Lonzo, respect. Lonzo uh, rebounds pretty much pretty good for a point guard. But I really would have – even though I don't like the guy, I really would have taken um, your boy that just signed with um, Cleveland. Drummond? No, he signed with Philly. Drummond, yeah. He would have been a nice fit next to Vujicic because he's a defensive guy. Yeah. And then we just let Hassan Whiteside sign with somebody else. I would have took him. He too. just signed with the Jazz. With the Jazz. We signed the Jazz backup center, Tony Bradley, the ex North Carolina. I don't know if he's starting to tell you though. And they better not start like Manate Hilario. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> what do you think about the Heat? I'm telling you, man, the Heat were making some moves I liked. I don't. I don't think it changes that. I think they're still a second. They're in the same tier as us in the East. I think the top two 
depending on what Philly does with Ben Simmons, it would be top three. Like that, they didn't enter that tier with adding Lowry. Like he doesn't make them that much better. Like we all in the second tier needing maybe an injury to get to the finals or something like that. Like that's the tier we're all in at this point, I believe. That's just me. Um, I think the I think the Nets, the Bucks, and Philly, depending on what they do with Ben Simmons, are a tier above everybody else in the East. And then it's just the second tier and it's the rest of us. And yeah, I would tend to agree with that. But I think the Heat, definitely, they're going to be one of the better defensive teams, if not the best defensive they team. But uh, they want to struggle scoring like they did this year. What do you th- so? What do you think about them signing uh, Sideshow Bob to a four-year extension? I like it. I mean, he 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 personifies what the Heat are about. Like they're grit and grind team. But in the playoffs, like when they come down to it, you need somebody who's gonna put the whole ball in the hole. And as much as I love Jimmy, he doesn't have three-point range, which is this is the this is NBA now. He's not a guaranteed bucket. Like right. he's a he's a good go-to guy. He can get you a bucket, but that's not a guaranteed bucket, Jimmy Butler. Sorry to say, and I love him because he's an ex-bull and he worked his way to his position. So he earned every dollar he's going to get as someone whose parents left him outside. So respect that man, but he's not a like as the superstar on your team. He's not a guaranteed bucket. Well- yeah, that's kind he of. He can make the play for a bucket, though. See, that's kind of the thing player. that I thought about the Kyle Lowry trade. Was like, I like Kyle Lowry, but you did not acquire somebody who is going to get you the guaranteed bucket. Yeah. Who you can count on to drain it in playoff time. Like, that's not what you did. You acquired somebody who's who you're like, we got a good shot, but you know we're kind of throwing our hands up in the air. Not, oh, this is going in, or we're drawing up the play for them. You're mm-hmm. like. Okay, who's no. getting it this time, you know? No, they're driving the play for Jimmy, hoping that well, Jimmy right. can be his man, get a double team, and they have enough confidence that Kyle can hit an open shot. Right. He can't create the shot. We're confident. We think you can hit an open shot in a big moment. But we think, it. exactly. And that's that's <laughs> the reason why they're still in that, they're going to remain in that tier you were talking about because they didn't get the, the guaranteed clutch shot that they need. They got yeah. the... They got the added consistency they needed from a position player, but they didn't but get a Kyrie that injury clutch. and a Middleton injury, and everyone feels like they have a chance to go to the finals. Like that's how close. That's how I'm saying. Like, like it's not that far. I don't believe in the East, the West. It's a lot of good teams in the West too, but the teams at the top of the West, I don't believe they have championship DNA. That's the difference between the teams at the top of the East and the teams at the top of the West. Like. Two years ago, Philly was in a seven-game series with the eventual champion. We know what KD and Kyrie's resume speaks for. And Giannis just won the championship. Like, that's championship DNA. That's Miami. They win the championship, you know what I'm saying, last year. So, like, that's championship medal. Utah ain't never won nothing. Phoenix just made to the final this year, but they ain't never won nothing. Everybody on the Clippers besides Kawhi Leonard, they ain't never won nothing. Like, they don't have no real championship medal. You know, LeBron went in there to the seventh seed last year, and if they was healthy, he didn't fear any of them to get to the final. Like, what? Y'all ain't won. Y'all ain't proven anything to anybody. <laughs> Y'all ain't won nothing. Get up. Donovan Mitchell, you the best player on that team. You ain't won nothing. Get out of my way. Like, 
pretty so much. Now I can say uh, Devin Booker got they got some championship now. They know what it's about now. So I'm gonna give them a little bit more credit. Yeah, the West just don't have that like, that superstar power guys that have championships besides Kawhi like championships. And, Championship DNA and that type of thing. Well, you got your boy Steph that just got paid. Again. Now they'll be back in the they'll be back in the mix of things, and they have championship DNA. So yep. they'll be back in the mix of. Things How about your boy year, signing another two hundred million dollar contract? Five hundred million off NBA money. Yeah. That's amazing. Half a billion dollars to shoot a basketball from room. a kid out of Davidson that changed out of the Davidson. game. Changed the game. And just so everyone knows, his family is from Virginia. So just the whole so the whole world knows. That's why his dad went to Virginia Tech. His family is from Virginia. Southern Virginia, I might add, not Northern Virginia like myself, but they are from Southern Virginia. His grandma actually still lives in Southern Virginia. Shout out Steph. So you you're a Yankee Virginian? What? You're a Yankee, you're oh, a Yankee, Yankee and Virginian? Don't don't ever make me a Yankee and no, no <laughs> socks stand up. Yankee and Mike don't we don't do that. No. I know you nope. don't. <laughs> X that out, but I know what you were trying to say. Oh man. <laughs> you still hey, by the way, this is just a friendly uh reminder from your neighborhood Spider Man. You gotta think of the Matt Stafford bet. Because oh, football yeah, season's coming season up. Season is right around the corner. And if we're drafting in two and a half weeks, like you're going to have to come up with this pretty quick here, buddy. So, summer's coming to a close, even though it's only August. We still have plenty of I think of it might be a summer. Crocs bet, man. What? Yours is an airways bet. I think I might make you like rock Crocs or something. I got to think this out, though. But I think I might just make it. Mm, something tells me a little birdie got in your ear. No, no little birdie got in my ear about this one. Right? Okay, all right. Well, whatever it is, you better think of it fast. I am, buddy. Matt Stafford, he's gonna help me because he looks like he' about to miss some games with his broken sound. So, you know. what happened to him? He had dumb injury. He he back in practice. Oh yeah, yeah. I saw that. Got X rayed. It was just a bruise on his thumb or something. He'll be mm-hmm. fine. He does that like once a year, though. He hits the center's helmet, so I just need him to, you know. He is a professional, Mike. And what injuries? You know who's not professional, by the way? Who? Uh, the children that work at dispensaries. So I went to a local dispensary recently. We are hosting a party. I like to have party favors for any and all people. And, dude... So it's so funny because patrons in these dispensaries, like now that weed's legal everywhere, you can just walk into a store with any valid license that says, you know, like you're buying alcohol, whatever. The people that go in these stores that are purchasing items treat the people that work there like they're trained professionals instead of the stoned children that they are. (laughs) Like they're just high kids behind a counter going, yeah, man, that one's good. Yeah, this is good. What do you like? They don't know what the hell they're talking about. They're not scientists. You got these, you know, like I've seen doctors walk in there and are taking, you know, it's kind of beautiful, though, taking this very serious advice from a person that's like, yeah, man, it's really good. Like if you're just trying to, 
chill out, play some video games, and, like, go to sleep. It's like, this dude is in his scrubs buying this stuff. It's it's pretty amazing. <laughs> He's out here in his... You said that you saw somebody in the store in their scrubs? Yeah. It's California, man. Anything goes. Scrubs. It's legal. It's not a no, big like, deal. In your actual scrubs. Yeah. I mean... I don't like think he could have took his name. Like, he might have been wearing his name tag. I didn't look. That's what I'm saying. I hope he at least took his name to wear it out. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on, boy. We don't want to think our local like... people who take care of us are stoned. Like, even though I think you should have your own personal life, I don't want to know that you're stoned. Like, you might work at the hospital that I'm at. I see you one day. I'm like, I don't want him to be, me. Yo, but, he's Would you be weirded out if that same person was buying? You know, booze at a, a liquor store? Yes. I don't want to think of the people who are taking care of me as like an alcoholic or we hit it anyway. <laughs> I understand that you do it. I want you to have your personal life. I just don't want to see it. Gotcha. Like the dude, like a Dr. Andrew, the ACL, best ACL dude in the world, we can't go out to dinner the night before and you have four glasses of wine. I'm like, what? You about to do surgery on me tomorrow? You just, and he's like, yo, I come here all the time. I do this all the time. I don't care. I don't want to see you doing that. Like you can tell me to stay home. Like I didn't need to come here for you to be ready. No, 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 no. This is my no. I don't want to see that. Oh come on, man! It's not that big of a deal. So, so pilots, fire. It really isn't. I just don't want to see it. Like, I just don't <laughs> want to see it. Then my mind goes. Yeah, my mind goes there. Like, oh man, this dude's about to be drunk. Why he said the surgery? You know what I mean? Like, no. I got you. You know what? The other yeah. funny thing too about like these dispensaries is. Like the patrons talk to these bud tenders, like like they want them to be their buddies. Like they're trying to be like extra cool with them. Like you could tell everybody in there is trying too hard to like be cool. <laughs> and I don't know if that's just because you're buying weed or if it's like that thing that's just programmed in your head. Like you got to be cool to them because they're selling you drugs. But yeah, it, but like you that's be the cool old to men- buy drugs, and you got to be cool to sell drugs. So yeah, but man. that's an old mentality because you used to have to be cool to your drug dealer so that they would come back, or so that they would sell to you again, like pick up your calls. Because if you <laughs> pissed them off, they'd be like, "Man, I'm just not dealing to that person anymore." And you'd be like, "No, right? weed is a cool thing now, man." So you got to yeah. Gotta but fit here's the, culture, the thing: man. is that bud tender? You don't have to be cool with them. It's a store. They're, like they'll be open tomorrow, and by the way, that person probably Aren't you cool won't to even your be 7-11 there. Eleven people, they're, they're pe- that person probably won't be there. They're gonna be stoned. They're gonna forget they were scheduled to work that day. Like something's gonna happen. You don't have to be like get cool points from your local bud tender, which they gotta change that name too. That is so lame. Maybe they're trying to work it so that maybe they can get some deals in the future. So like, yeah, if I'm nice today, he'll be nice to me tomorrow. It's beyond. It's beyond being nice. I'm nice. Mm-hmm. It's you can tell when people are trying too hard because it's not. <laughs> it's not even like they're trying to get a deal or a discount, which I try and do. I try and be personable, but they're more like, you know, when the same person gets complimented on their clothes, like their clothes over and over, and you're like, it's not even that cool of a t-shirt. Like, I don't know. It's just the the extra reach for no good reason. Again, to just somebody who might as well be working anywhere else, it just so happens to be that they sell weed instead of clothes or, <laughs> you know, bananas. I, I don't know. It just seems 
it seems odd to want to gain their affection if it doesn't matter if they're just strictly the only thing between you and the transaction nah they're just trying to make it so they can get some deals next time they just go about they're probably just volunteers money. anyway the people that work there, they probably don't even get paid. They just get a discount on everything that... Man, as much, much money as the weed industry making, they better be getting paid. <laughs> I know, right? They should be like the highest paid uh, retail salesman in the industry. If you're going off of profit, right? Profit Absolutely. margins? Well, anyway, speaking of cocaine cowboys, have you been watching anything new lately? Mm. No, Big Brother. Big Brother's on, bro. Oh. You've been watching it? Absolutely. Garbage. Garbage. Are you disrespectful? And Married at First Sight is on. It's back on. <laughs> is that one of your go-tos? Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Trashy TV is back. I've been waiting. It's been a while since you've watched some trashy TV, which, by the way, I never saw the know, uh, that weird dating show with the texting that you watched. <laughs> how, did, how did that play out? Was it any good? It was okay. Was it called The Cell or some weird shit? Um, it's a couple of them, man. It's weird TV. <laughs> oh. You want to know the weirdest, the weirdest show, though? It's Temptation Island. Like, I don't even get the premise on that. So what like, what is the premise? I mean, the premise is like they bring you you and your couple, and then they bring people of the opposite sex to just tempt to try and bone and Girls, break up your relationship. Less tempted, <laughs> men more tempted. Who do you think going like that's ridiculous, can, dude? We don't need an island for this. You bring some girls out here that's going to act like they're going to give some dudes some butt. Um, yeah, somebody going to take it. I'm not going to say all of them are bad dudes. A couple of them are taken. They ain't even thinking twice. See. I would see I'd be so insecure I'd just be like man she's gonna leave me for sure but also like if I was gonna break up with somebody for sure I would sign up for that show (laughs) I'd just be like breaking up anyway they're gonna throw this incredible ass at me like sign me up I I would stay in a bad relationship if I had a chance to get on a show like that Temptation Island. You know the kind of tits and ass they have on that show? I'm sure the wieners are great for the women, too. I don't know. Never seen it, but I'm sure that they're all like Greek gods just sculpted wearing almost nothing. Like, bro, hook a brother up. And you get a free vacation out of it on like a resort? Come on, dude. Pretty damn good island. I'm I've stated bad relationships for way dumber reasons than that. <laughs> Like the inconvenience of commuting for, you know, a different girl. <laughs> Fuck that, man. I'll stay in this relationship. Maybe it'll work out. Oh, man. But... Can't afford gas oh, money this week. Bro. We got to stay together. Where's my wife? Oh, shit. All right. Well, hey, on that note, everybody, we're going to queue up this. I feel bad for that lady. <laughs> Spotify playlist. We're going to hit you with some bad brains and some MF Doom. So watch out for that. And uh, whoever hey, you were, Brendan apologizes now. <laughs> I'm not apologizing to anybody. <laughs> uh, 
Life's too much fun, everybody. <laughs> Smoke it to the filter. Have a good week, y'all. Later. Thank <laughs> you.